Mr. Warner's abnormal Babinski response in the left means that the motor pathways on the right side of his brain, which control muscle power on the left side of his body, are damaged. Just a moment ago, when I tested the muscle strength in his arms and legs, they had seemed normal to me, so I go back and test his strength again. Now, when he holds both of his arms up to shoulder height, and I try to push them down against his resistance, maybe, but just maybe, his left is weaker than his right. And when I test his legs again, trying to push his knee down as he flexes it up hard toward his hip, I can talk myself into a left-right difference there too, but it's subtle, very subtle, and I'm not sure if it's real. I don't want it to be real. I want to talk myself out of it. I want my Friday night disaster just to go away. And so I do a more sensitive test, which I hadn't done before. I ask Mr. Warner to close his eyes and hold both of his arms up to shoulder height in front of him, palms up, and I watch to see what happens. He's so out of it that he has difficulty following my instruction, but even so, there can be no doubt. His right arm and hand remain elevated, a rock-solid 90-degree angle above his torso, his palm parallel to the ceiling. But, after just a few seconds, his left hand begins to pronate, its palm turning slowly toward his right, and then his whole left arm, slowly, very slowly, begins to drift down, an inch, then three. This pronator drift means that he does indeed have slight motor weakness of the left side of his body, so slight that it's easy to miss. Knowing this, now I put my face directly in front of his face and ask him to look me straight in the eyes. When he does this, I take my right hand and make a move as if to punch him hard on the left side of his face. I stop just short of hitting him, but he doesn't even blink. When I make the same threatening move with my left hand toward the right side of his face, he does the normal thing. He flinches, defensively pulling his head back to protect himself. Now I know why Mr. Warner tends to turn his head to the left. It's not that he sees something there that distracts him. In fact, it's just the opposite. He can't see anything in his left visual field. He is half-blind and doesn't know it. By turning his head to his left, he is subconsciously using his intact right visual field to see more of what's in front of him. Combined with his left-sided motor deficit, this visual field cut means one of two things. Either one lesion in Mr. Warner's brain is responsible for both his weakness and his visual loss, in which case it must be a very large lesion in his right cerebral hemisphere. Or he has two separate lesions in his brain, one in the right frontal motor area and another in the right occipital visual area. In either case, what's most important is that the CT scan of his brain just a few hours ago in the ED didn't show anything abnormal. No signs of infection or hemorrhage or tumor. Most likely this means that Mr. Warner has had a big stroke or two smaller strokes, at some time within the past 24 hours. When an artery that delivers oxygen and nutrients to a part of the brain is blocked by a blood clot, the cause of most strokes, that part of the brain suddenly can't function, and the resulting brain damage may not be visible on a CT scan until 24 hours later. If diagnosed quickly, 
Before the damage to oxygen-starved brain cells becomes permanent, strokes can be treated successfully with powerful clot-busting drugs, the same kind that are used to treat heart attacks. But clot-buster drugs help only if administered within three to six hours of the onset of the stroke. And because most stroke victims don't get to the hospital in time, these drugs don't help nearly as many people as they could. Reflexively, I look at my watch. It's 7.04. I've been with Mr. Warner for less than 15 minutes, but including his time in the emergency department last night, he's been here for more than 10 hours. If Mr. Warner came to the ED with these neurological deficits, then it would be too late. Our three to six hour therapeutic window to use clot buster drugs already closed. But if he didn't, if instead he had his stroke after he arrived at the hospital,